A very interesting sicha. It's a little bit of a Rashi sicha, or it is a Rashi sicha, but rather than discussing a specific Rashi, it is contrasts Rashi's reaction to five different psukim, where in some cases Rashi addresses the question and in others he doesn't. And there's a, truth is, there's a, there's a lot of details about Carbonus that get mentioned here. But once we bring it all together, uh, the uh, understanding of the Psukim and the understanding of the way we, uh, the way we learn this Inyan, the Inyan of the words Vizois Toiras, becomes very beautiful and very Gishmak. I'm going to try my best to explain the, the different types of Carbonus uh, as they come along. And hopefully it will uh, help to understand because the Nikuda, the ultimate point of the answer, is very, very basic and simple and therefore very, very gishmak. And of course, we'll end with a heira'a, a beautiful lesson. In ersten Teil von unser Sedre, Retzichwegen, die fünf Sugim in Korbonis, Eila, Mincha, Chatos, Oshom und Shlamim. So the Parsha's Tzav begins... Uh, at least in the first section of the Parsha, there is a discussion about the five categories of Karbanis. Eila, Mincha, Chatos, Asham, and Shlamim. Um, by Yedin Funzei is their Pasik Maktim, Vizoyish Teiras Ha. And in each of these, it begins with the words, Vizoyish Teiras, this is the Teira of, this, these are the laws, or the set of laws of. The Pashta Pirus Funzei's Teiras is the simple understanding of the word Zeis Teiras. Thus is the Teira, the Halachis Fun. These are the laws of this Karban. Although some of these dinim, uh, or the dinim of some of these karbanas are already mentioned in Parshas Vayikra, from Desveg, nevertheless, is Masim der Lashon Zeis Teiras per Parshas Seinu. The expression Zeis Teiras is still fitting. While da in their parsha kumen su nach prate dinim was eine nit gesagt geworden in the friedike parsha because in this parsha parsha tzav there are additional details that are added on to what was not yet learned in parshas vayikra and therefore we say zayis teiras these are the laws of these karbanas the laws that were not yet spoken about in parshas vayikra. Aber in teiras koyenim valderech zayin shas. However, in teiras koyenim which is the medrash sifra. And the same thing is in the Gemara in Zvachim. The Teras Kayanim over there, and it's actually brought in Rashi, as we're going to see soon, learns a limud. That Zayis Teras is a ribuy. It's a ribuy. It's extending the, the, uh, the, the uh, halacha, the laws of Ayla, to other cases. And from the fact that it says Zayis Teras, it learns that it's something that is. Uh, uh, all encompassing to all oilers, and therefore he says, achas ha'oilim, alu yerdu. That is a one Torah, one halacha with regards to all oilim, all carbon oilers. That once they went up onto the mizbeach, they don't get brought down. Now, there's an exception to this rule, as Rashi says, that if it was possible, if it was a disqualified carbon before it even came to the base amikdash, then even if you bring it onto the mizbeach, you take it down. But that's not what this limud is talking about. This limud is referring to the fact that if a carbon became possible while it was already in the Kadesh, in during the preparation of the carbon, something the, the, the blood was sprinkled in the wrong place or, or something else, after the carbon already came to the Beis Amigdash, then even though it's not supposed to be brought onto the Mizbeach because it was, it was a puzzle, nevertheless, if it was brought onto the Mizbeach, it does not get taken down. As the and said in Yiddish, as the word Teiras kum mar bezayin asugin oila. That the word Teiras is adding on a whole category or a subcategory rather within oila, the category of psulim of disqualified karbanis. Vaslule dem riboi valvenit givust as by imgate on the din for oila ha oila alam isbeach. That without for this riboi of zoyis Teiras, we would not know that he is an it is included in oila. And now we learn that it, we understand that it is included in Ayla in the fact that if it was brought up onto the Mizbeach, it does not get taken down. The Alderich said by the Andere Firsugim and the Teras Kayanim and the Gemara do the same thing with the other four categories of Karbanis. Mincha, Chatos, Asham, and Shlamim. As their word, Zois Teras, is by Yadrin von Zeymar ben Nacha Min Karbin. That the words, Zois, specifically the words Teras, 
is adding, is extending another kind of carbon. If not for this riboy, it would not have been included with the other uh, uh, types of carbonis within this category of carbon. At least with regards to a specific din, a specific halacha that is relevant to this carbon, when we deteres kainim taishtois, and the deteres kainim specifies as follows. And now we're going to go through the four of them, the four, the other four, mincha, chatas, asham, and shlamim. What is the limud? What is the ribui that is being learned from the zois teiras? So teiras amincha. So he says teira achas the chala menachos sheyiu to unois shemen olavayna. That it's one halacha with regards to all menachos. That they need shemen olavayna. Shemen is olive oil, and levayna. Literally in English, it translates, I think, frankincense. It's a type of uh, a spice that was also used in ketoides and was also used on the carbon mincha. As oich menachas she'ein shiardeim neacholim v'minchas kayanim to unay shemen ulavayna. In the pasuk, it says v'yotzakol le'ashemen v'nosn le'olavayna. This pasuk is in parashas vayikra that you'll uh, uh, sprinkle oil on it and you'll put levayna on it. And he said it's been a mincha la'ar nevanov. And then the kmitza, one handful gets burnt under the under the mizbeach, and the rest um, of the the mincha is given to the kayanim to eat. So from this we would understand that only a mincha that could later be given to the kayanim to eat would uh, needs shemen and levayna. So, Zoyz Teiras is teaching me that even those minochis, that the, that the leftovers are not eaten by the Kayanim, but they're burnt on the Mizbeach or, or something else, but they're not eaten by the Kayanim. That even, the, and one example is Minchas Kayanim, the Kayanim, the, the, mincha, the, the mincha that the Kayanim themselves, themselves bring. So, I would think that they don't eat Shemin Olavayna because they're not being eaten by the Kayanim. And the Pasuk of Shemin Olavayna is written in a case where it is being eaten by the Kayanim. Therefore comes the word that even Minchas Kayanim, which is not being eaten by the Kayanim, uh, uh, it still needs Shemin Olavayna. Teiras achatos, teira achas l'chol chatois, sheyehei domom ton kibus. One law with regards to all chatois, that their blood needs to be cleaned. Which is talking about cleaned as in, as as in, as in, as in laundered. In other words, um, the blood of let's say a, a chatos, the blood of the chatos is kedush kadashim. So because of that, if it gets sprinkled onto a beget, onto a garment uh, uh, in the, of the kain, or, or uh, probably the kain, because it's in the it's in it's in the base amigdash. So the halacha is that it ha- that the, this beget has to be cleaned. Before it could be used and it cleaned in the in, in the kaidish in a, in, a, in a specific way, before it could be taken out or used for, for other reasons, for other purposes. Because since it has holy blood in it, it has to be cleaned out. So this posik is written with regards to uh, uh, the chatois chitzonios, the chatois that are brought on the mizbeach achitz. What about the chatois apnimios? These chatois are not eaten by the kind, for example, the par. Of Yom Kippur, or the Soyer La Hashem of Yom Kippur, or the par that the Koyen Hamashiach, the Koyen Godel brings if he didn't have Eder, or the par that that the Sanhedrin brings if they gave a wrong instruction to the 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 call to the people. So these chatois, uh, for example, are the the blood is sprinkled inside the base Amikdash, which is why it's called a chatos apnimis. And the the it doesn't say clearly that the blood needs to be sprinkled that, that that the that if the blood goes on a bag it needs kibos it needs to be washed. So therefore comes the pasuk zois toiras achatos to teach me that even as afilu chatois apnimios even the chatois that their blood is sprinkled on the inside of the of the of the base amigdos. and they are not eaten. No part of them is eaten afterwards. Dumum tom kibos still they need to be. Uh, uh, the, uh, if their blood goes on a beged, on a garment, that garment needs to be washed. One teira, one law that applies to all karbanos asham, and that is that their blood is sprinkled on the lower half of the mizbeach, 
The middle of the Mizbeach had a chuta sikra, had a line that separated the upper half and the lower half of the Mizbeach. And carbon asham, the blood was always sprinkled beneath the line on the lower half of the Mizbeach. As Eich Asher Mitzayda, and even in Asher Mitzayda, is dominant in the Mata, also the Asher Mitzayda, the blood would be sprinkled on the bottom. Chaz by Asher Mitzayda states, Bakachata sa Asher Hu, even though by Asher by Asher Mitzayda, it compares it to a Chatas, when the Dam Chatas is Nitin Lamayla, and the Dam Chatas is sprinkled on the upper half of the Mizbeach. Nevertheless, from the fact that it says Zoyis Toidas, we learn that by all Ashams, in Ashamois, including the blood is sprinkled on the bottom of, and the lower half of the Mizbeach. And finally, we learn that one Teda applies, one law applies to all Shlamim. To emulate, to imitate the time frames, the time limitations by a Bama, by a private Mizbeach that was permissible until the Beis Amikdash was built in Yerushalayim, as Eich Ba'abama, that even by the Bama, by a personal, by a person's personal Mizbeach, is dot their din for Neisar to Pigol, the dinim of Neisar. And Pigol applied the din that if the, 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 the meat uh, uh, went past the expiration date, meaning to say the date, the, the time limitation that the Torah gives to eating this carbon, it's usually a, a carbon shlamim, or if the person who was shechting it had in mind uh, that it, that he would that it would last beyond the time frame that the Torah allots for it. That's called pigul. And even though there's no um, clear definition in the Torah that pigul nicer applied to a carbon shlam and brought on a bama, but the pasuk zeis teiras zevachashlamim tells me that uh, this din applies even to a carbon uh, that's being brought on a bama. So this is the Teiras Kainim in the Gemara, how they explain the Teiras that in each of these five Karbanas, Eila, Mincha, Chatos, Asham, and Shlamim, there is a special Limud, a special Halacha that is learned from it. It's there as a Ribui to extend, to, to uh, uh, add on another Din, another Halacha in these Karbanas. And that's how the Teiras Kainim, the Medrash and the Gemara learn these five times where it says Zeis Teiras. V'yiz Shitas Rashi Ba'anal Tz'iv Beis, Adaz Rashi, Follow, how does Rashi learn? We find something very interesting. In the first two, Rashi brings the word Teda Achas and he brings a Ribuy. He brings a Chidush that we learn from Teda Achas. And he brings down the same limudim, the same things that are learned in Teiras Kehanim, that they are uh, lear learned from Zeus Teiras by Oila and by Mincha. Ober, by the last Tedrai, Zeus Teiras Achatos, Zeus Teiras Ha'asham, Zeus Teiras Zevach HaShlamim, by the other three, the last three, Chatos, Asham, and Shlamim, is Rashi Garnet Mephadah, Rashi says nothing. He doesn't say differently than the Teiras Kehanim, but he doesn't say anything. He leaves it empty. He's Tamuah. So this is, raises a very interesting question. If Rashi holds that the word teras is a riboy, is there to, in, to introduce a new limud, a new halacha? If he holds that it's a riboy, then he should have explained also by the final three, what is the riboy? What is being learned from it? And if Rashi holds a teres is not a riboy, even if in halacha it's a riboy, but in pshat it's not a riboy. It's the, it, it means simply teres the laws of. So then why does Rashi explain by oila mincha that it is a riboy? In other words, you pick and pick. You have to pick. And choose. Either it is a riboy and teach me what the riboy is by all of them, or it's not a riboy and then don't teach me by any of them. Why by two is there and by three it is not? There is not. In Sif Gimel, he's going to suggest an answer which is going to refute. Seemingly, we could have answered as follows. 
Edasi does accept the rule that Teiras, generally speaking, is a ribui, is introducing a new halacha. Rashi emphasizes clearly in his own explanation, in his own pirush, on the words that every time there's a word it's coming to add something to teach us that there's something that is a deen that is applicable to all eyes. And therefore, by Chatos Ashim and Shlomim, where Rashi says nothing, is because he doesn't have to say anything. Or if I lost the and Talmud, because he's relying on the student, as Eret Alein Zuchin and Gefinin in Vase Bashtei Terchides Viribui from Vartei Vayadin Fanzei that the student will go and search and discover what is the Ribui by each of these Teirases respect respectively. So the Rebbe is suggesting that in Euler Rashi explains it because Rashi has to introduce the cloud that Teiras is a ribuy. By Chatos, Asham and Shlomim, Rashi does not have to say anything because once he said that Asham is a, that, that Teiras is a, is a ribuy, now the Talmud who's learning Chumash should go and explore to discover what is the ribuy by Chatos, Asham and Shlomim. What about Mincha? Where Rashi does say something, even though he already said that it's a it's a ribui, and he wants the student to go and discover what the ribui is. And when it comes to the mincha, Rashi does not rely on the student to touch the ribui and specifically explains to us what the ribui is, and he says as follows: This is a tater to all types of minochis. That they need to have both shemen and levena. Which are discussed in this parsha, I would think only to that when is shemen olavena necessary? Only when the yid, the Yisrael, is bringing a menacha, a mincha, where there is a kmitza, where the way it's brought onto the mizbeach is that a, only a handful is taken off by the kohen, and therefore we believe the shemen olavena are necessary. But a minchas which is entirely burned on the mizbeach, minayin. How do I know that it needs shemen uleveina? Talmud Leimar therefore comes this pasuk to teach me teiras. So, so why does Dashi have to tell us to us? He says vile by mincha is damokim litis, as the teiras kumbarbas and an andridin, because by mincha we could have made a mistake thinking that the teiras is teaching us a different din. And therefore, Rashi has to say what the ribu is here so that we make sure to stay and know which din is being uh, taught by the ribu of Teiras. Which din might I have mixed it up with? So he says as follows. The Gemara learned up from Vizayis Teiras Amincha. Teira Achas Lachala Menachis. The Gemara in Menachis learns that 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 there's one law that applies to all menachas, as oich menachas the like siva, even menachas where it doesn't say it explicitly. That their leftovers should be eaten by koyanim. For example, the mincha of a sinner, where it does not say that the koyin, the koyanim eat the leftovers, is shareyam koyanim nevertheless. And that gemara over there, the Mishnah said clearly that. The minchas chayte and minchas kinois, which is the mincha of a soita, um, the koyanim eat the, eat whatever was not brought onto onto the mizbeach. So the gemara says menolam. How do you know? So the gemara says the ksiva ksiva. Those menachas that it says clearly that the koyanim eat it, it says it clearly. Those that do like ksiva, those where it doesn't say that the koyanim should eat it, it says v'zoyis teiras amincha hakrivaisa b'nayaren v'aniseres v'meno yechlu arenu bano. So from the, uh, being that it starts out saying Zeis Amincha that it includes all the menachas and then it ends up on Eseres Bimeno Yechlu we learned that the the e- eating of the mincha applies to all menachas. That's how the Gemara learns that all menachas are are eaten by the Kayanim, besides the ones that are burnt, but the ones that don't have to get burnt on the mizbeach, then even if it doesn't say clearly that the Kayan can eat the rest. The halacha is the kain can eat the rest, and the Gemara learns it from. Besides, Teiras Amincha, 
in his Piru is the Drasha of the Teras Kayanim. Um Rashi Yotzein Friyer Mefalesh Kiven. As Rashi already explained earlier in Parshas Vayikra, as the Din Anal in Shas, as Eicha Minchas Chaytes Yerea Nechalim, that this Din in Shas, which the Gemara is learning it from Zeis Teres Amincha, that Aminchas Chaytes is eaten by the Kayanim, that Abgilar and Lefi Pshutai from the Pasuk in the Friyedik Parsha, Vaisel Akayin Kamincha. In Parshas Vayikra, there's a Pasuk, Vaisel Akayin Kamincha. So Rashi says two Pirushim. The first Pirush is Lelamed Al Minchas Chaytes. That according to the Pashto Pshat, when it says, this teaches us that the Koyan eats the Shirayim of the Karbim Mincha. So since there's two different things that are being learned in the, that are being learned from Zeus Teres Mincha, Rashi wants to avoid us making a mistake to know of which one is being learned here. And therefore Rashi has to say the Pshat by Mincha. But other than that, in any other case, Rashi relies on the on the on, on the Talmud to discover what the Lidibuy is. So this is the suggested answer. This is the suggested answer why Rashi does say explain in some and doesn't explain in the other. Then in general, Rashi holds that the Talmud could find it on his own. And therefore, Rashi says nothing. By Oila, he has to say, he says it once because he has to at least introduce it that Rashi that he holds that it, that, that is there to teach us something that Teiras is a Ribuy. And by Mincha, technically, he could have left it open and allowed the Talmud to discover it. But then the Talmud might have gotten confused. Which Limud is it? Is it the Limud of Shira and Nachalin? Or is it the Limud that all the Menachah is to Unai Shemin Olavayna? The Farashi has to say that it's the, the Limud like the Teras Kayanim, that is to Unai Shemin Olavayna. So that way, we know which Limud, according to Pshat, to learn from Zeis Teras. So that's a suggested explanation as to why Rashi speaks out the Pirush, explains by by Eila and Mincha and not by Chatas Asham and Shlomim. In Oisif Dalid, the Rebbe is going to refute this explanation from two points. One is going to address the aspect of the carbon Mincha, that this specific explanation about the Mincha, why the Mincha Rashi does say something, it doesn't fit. And the other uh, point is going to be that that which Rashi says that, but we said that Rashi is relying on the Talmud, that doesn't either fit. So there's two points, one about the Mincha, one about the rest of them. Siv Dalit. But their beard is not maspik. This explanation is not sufficient. Vile. Because. Aleph number one. Since Rashi already told us in Parsons Vayikra that the Din that Minchas Chaita, its leftovers are eaten by the Kayanim, is already learned from the Pasik voice. It's not anymore necessary to tell me that this is not the Din that we're learning from the Mincha. Because I already know because we learned it from a different Din. By different pasuk. So, in other words, once Rashi explained to me Parshas Vayikra from the Hoysel Akayin Kamincha that I learned that Shearer Nachalin that the leftovers of the Minchas Chayte is eaten by the Kayanim, so I, I wouldn't think to learn it from Mizrach Teres Amincha because I already know it from the other pasuk. So the whole building, the whole structure of this answer was that by Chatos Hashem Shlomo doesn't have to say anything, but Mincha he does have to say something because there's two different pirushim we don't know which one it is. So the question is, of course we know which one it is. Because we know which one it's not, because which, because the, the one that it's not was already explained to Parsons Vayikra. Beis Vayikra. Here is a, the, the, the more important question. As Leik and Seichol, this whole, pre, the premise of the answer, that Rashi is relying on the Talmud, that he is going to explore and discover the Ribuy and the Chiddush that's being learned from Zeish Teiras. As Leik Nitzitaf and Seichol, it's not logical. It's not sensible. As the Ben Chomish Lemikra, that Alain Visnu Farstein, Vosus Lenin Didibuyim, Vastein and Tereskenim, Bechatas Hashem Shlomim, that a five year old boy who is learning Chomish should be able to figure out and understand on his own what the Dibuyim are, what the extra Limudim are from Chatas Hashem Shlomim. The ones that are written in Tereskenim, 
are complex details. So to say that a Mechamish Lamikra is going to discover this on his own without actually telling it to him does not seem sensible. And now we're going to explain in the Chattas Ashram and Shlomim what, what the Chiddush is and why because of that the Mechamish Lamikra could not be expected to figure it out, figure it out on his own. Zeis Teres Achatas. So he said before that Zeis Teres Achatas is teaching us that if the blood is spring of the Avachatas, even a Chattas Pnimis, is sprinkled on the chatos chitzayin. This is clearly in the pasuk. But by the chatos apnimis, it doesn't say. So the chiddush is that even by chatos apnimis, they also, if the, their blood goes on a beged on a garment, it needs to be cleansed, uh, laundered. So the question is: From vanin zolab ben chamesh lemikle farstein, as of dem din chatoyis apnimi is dumam ton kibus dafan abal limud meyuchad. Why would the ben chamesh lemikle think that you need an extra limit for it? The Torah says that by a certain chatoyis you have to have a, a kibus if the if the blood goes on the on, on the garment. Why would he think that chatoyis chetzayin is yes, chatoyis apnimi is not? Why would he think differently? And if you can approach it from a logical perspective, it would be just the opposite. If you're going to tell me that the external chatois, which means the chatois whose blood was sprinkled on the Mizbeach Achitze, for certain, the chatois apnimis, which are more unique, more special, carbonis, for sure, their blood is so holy, and if it goes on a bag, it would need kibos. In other words, if you're coming to it from a simple perspective of a five-year-old, then he would say, for sure, for sure it needs kibos. Why would I think otherwise? Why would I think that you need to have a special limit for it? Why talk it? you have to have a special limit for it? So he's going to explain in the brackets here what the hava amina was. Why did we think? What was the supposition that chatois apnimi should not need kibus? That the inner, internal chatois, uh, uh, the ones that are prepared, that are sprinkled inside the mizbeach, should not need to not need cleansing of the garments. Is learned in teraskein with a kalvachaymer. Umayim kachi kachim. If that are similar to the with regards that they both need the, the dishes, the, the vessels, uh, washed out and rinsed out. But nevertheless, they're not the same thing when it comes to kibos. Let me stop here for a second and let me explain. That's what the Pasuk says. The Korbachatos that that its blood is uh, being sprinkled outside needs kibbutz. That we know for certain because the Pasuk says. Then there's a whole bunch of carbonates that are not, that are not chatos, chatois, but there are other forms of kachi kachim. So the question is, do they need kibbutz? The answer is no. However, there is a similarity between them, between chatois and other kachi kachi. And that is, is that the keli, the vessel, the dish that was used uh, to prepare it has to be rinsed and cleansed before and before it gets used again. Why? Because just like if, 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 a, uh, if, a, if, a, if a keli has in it uh, uh, non-kosher meat, then the, 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 and it gets cooked in it, the, the taste of the, of the meat gets absorbed into the walls of the keli and therefore you have to kasher it. So too, the, the chatos that's being prepared in this keli, or the, or the carbon that's being prepared in this keli, gets absorbed into the keli, and after the time passes, or, or whatever, whatever the time is, after the time passes, it's already noisar, and there's still, it's still balua in the keli, it's still absorbed into the keli. And therefore, the keli has to have meriku ushtif, it has to be washed out properly, so that way, it's a considered fresh new keli for the next carbon. So by, by kachim kachim and by chatois, they both need meriku ushtif. They both need the keli to be washed out. So we make a, we make a say it like this. When you talk about meriku ushtif, both kachim kachim and chatois achitzeniyes need meriku ushtif. Nevertheless, other kachim kachim do not need, do not need kibbutz. 
Chatois apnimius, Now, Chatois apnimius don't need Mirikushtifa. Because Chatois apnimius are not being eaten. They're being burnt. And therefore, since they're not being eaten, we don't need it to be kosher. There's no problem of eating nicer. There's no problem of eating something that is man passed because no one's eating it. So therefore, it doesn't need to be Mirikushtifa because it's not being eaten. So therefore, you're going to say like this if. Kachi kachim that need miriku shtifa, we still say they don't need kibbus, they don't need to wash the clothes that get sprinkled with the blood. Kol shikein chatois apnimiyos. Kol shikein, these special chatois which don't need miriku shtifa, for sure they shouldn't need kibbus. That's how the Torah's Kernim suggests a kalvachimer, why I would think that chatois apnimiyos don't need kibbus, and because of that, there is a the need when there needs to be a limud of zayis teiras that it does need kibbutz. Says Lavi Lagamni, need nistaber to zogin as Rashi far losich as the Talmud that funzich alein kumish adam kavuchaimer. But it is totally irrational to believe that Rashi is relying on a Talmud to come up with this kavuchaimer. You have to know about Mariko Ushtifa. You have to know about Chatois Apnimis, Chatois Achitzenis. You have to know about Kachin Kachin. You have to know a lot of things. Who befrat? When the din that chatois apnimis lehus from the miracle ushtifa, but neither matan perushashi in chumash. The din that chatois apnimis are not the same and do not need miracle ushtifa, do not need the the, the the dishes washed, is not mentioned in Ashi at all. So the, 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 we don't even know if the Talmud knows this whole thing. So for the Talmud to know all this stuff and to form a kalvachimer because of it, to think that chatois apnimis do not need kibbutz, and because of that, there needs to be a limit that they need kibbutz. Is a very difficult thing to expect. Let's just see an Asham. The next two are a little easier. When they get an Asham Mitzayda, very bechlal, they tell Eshbat and Barsam Mitzayda. Asham Mitzayda is just introduced a few parshas later. And we start to zagin as the Talmud, the Dafon Zechalena Rishlan, and the Meribu Fashed Tereskenim. So how can you expect the Talmud to come up with this riboy? As ech the dam from Asham Mitzayda, it's in the matter that even the Asham, the blood of the Asham Mitzayda. Sprinkled on the lower half of the mizbeach. If he didn't even learn about the whole thing yet, unavad and certainly is a mechamish nitshayich to fashtein from zicha lein as v'zayis teiras at the chashlamim kumar b'zayin karbonis bama. And certainly, karbonis bama is a far cry from a carbon shlamim, a regular carbon shlamim and beis hamikdash. To think that the ben chamish is going to uh, uh, make a correlation between carbonus shlomim in the base of Mikdash and carbonus of the Bama is, a, is far fetched. especially These are dinner that he's not going to learn until Pashas of the A. So, how can he? He doesn't even know the whole concept of Bama. And even if he did know the concept of Bama, to go from shlomim to Bama is, 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 a, is a big difference, is a big gap. So, therefore, we have two problems. Problem number one is that. Is that the limud that that we suggested Rashi needs to teach by Mincha is superfluous because I already know from Parshas Vayikra. And number two, the main thing is we 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 are suggesting that we're expecting Aben Chamish the Mikra to come up on its own with the understanding of all these complex halachas that and what the ribuy is from Zayis Teiras, which seems far beyond the abilities of the Ben Chamish the Mikra. So we're back to our original question. Which was why does Rashi explain uh, Eila and Mincha, the ribui from the words Zayis Teiras, and by Chatos Asher Shlomim he says nothing. If Zayis Teiras is a ribui, then tell me by all of them. If it's not a ribui, then don't say anything. And now we're going to come to a Seifei. Now we're going to come to Seifei, and it's Seifei. He is going to introduce something that's so, in a certain sense, so simple, but it'll change our whole perspective on this on, on, on this discussion. What he's going to say is Zeis Teiras is a ribui, but only when we need it to be a ribui, only when Zeis Teiras doesn't make sense otherwise. If we could explain Zeis Teiras that it means literally these are the laws, then why make it into a ribui? It means this is the law of this and this thing. If we if it doesn't fit in, so he's told us, then we have to turn it into a ribuy. And this is what he's going to explain. Let's learn it inside. There be in them. Here is the explanation. Late in Derech Abshat is moving. If you follow Pshat, it's understood. Ados was called Teira Lerabe Suba. The fact that Teira is a ribuy is introducing a new halacha or a new idea. 
He's narvan then var teras is ibedik. It's only when the word teras is superfluous. Other nachber, then there's nitsuka past and pasik, or even more importantly, if the word does, if it doesn't fit properly into the pasik. Lidugma, for example. Bazeis teras ha'ela was the merestad dinim teras from ela shtein shin of Our first case in our parsha, zeis teras ha'ela. Most of the dinim of ela are taught in parshas vayikra. So how do you fit in the expression, these are the laws, or this is the law of Eilah? These few dinim that are added on in Parshat Sav, that is the whole Teirah Sa'ilah. It doesn't fit. You can't say if it's just a few details that haven't been mentioned yet when the rest of the discussion already happened. Muzman deriber learning, and therefore we must learn, as Teira, the Rabbi Suba, Lemar Teirach as Chala Eilin. Therefore, Teira must be a rib. The, the word Teira must be a rib to teach me something by all Eilin, that uh, something that applies to all Eilin. V'yal derechzeh b'zeis Teira samincha u'mizeis Teira sachatos. The same thing would apply by mincha and chatos. Vos derefin zayi the dinim zayi shen gizav given in parshas vayikra, which most of the dinim of mincha and chatos were already taught to us in parshas vayikra. And in our parsha, only a few dinim, a few details are added on to the longer discussion of last week's parsha, and therefore teiras to say zayis teiras that means kipsute. This is the law doesn't fit, and therefore we have to say that there is uh, that the word teira is coming as a ribui. Was the dinim from carbon ashram staying nitin parsas vayikra? But when it comes to the Asham, which the dinim of Asham are not written in Parsons Vayikra, dirt that nor ungezabt verest are bringing an Asham. The, the Asham is mentioned in Parsons Vayikra, but only with regards to who is obligated to bring an Asham. The din and the specifics of the din, what kind of animal it is, and when it's brought, and how it's brought, and where it's kishachten, and so on and so forth, that is not discussed in Vayikra. As the Pirus from Zayis Teiras Asham is thus is the Teiras the din from Asham. So then the word Zeis Teiras means very literally that, the, that, that these are the law, the Torah, the laws of Asham. The same thing with regards to Shlamim. was meant a carbon Torah, which in this parsha is referring specifically to the carbon Torah. Vider Pasik is like Mamshich Imal Torah Yakrivenu. If it's bringing a carbon Torah and a carbon Torah is an entirely its own subcategory of Shlamim. And carbon toida is primarily not, mostly not mentioned in Paris of Yikra. Therefore, the word toida is not a ribui. It's not coming to teach a new din, because it's teaching us the, the, the very the dinim of this new carbon. So, this answers almost everything. If we want to go backwards for a second, Asham and Shlomim, Rashi says nothing because he teaches Teiras Kipshutai. Teiras means the laws of, and since Asham is a brand new carbon, meaning a carbon that was not discussed in Parshas Vayikra, uh, uh, Shlomim is referring to carbon Teida, which is also a brand new carbon. Therefore, the word Teiras means Kipshutai, the laws of, and Rashi has no need to say anything. By carbon Oila and by carbon Mincha, which were already discussed in Parshas Vayikra, we can say that Zoyish Teiras means literally the laws of because it's only a few uh, 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 minor dinim that, that, I don't know if they're minor, but, but relatively speaking, they are added on to an earlier discussion. And therefore, the word Teirah doesn't fit into the Pasuk unless it's there as a ribui, And therefore, Rashi has to teach us what the, what the ribui is. What's left to explain is Chatos, which on the one hand, let, let's be safe of, so on the one hand, Chatos was already discussed in Parshas Vayikra. And therefore, Zoyis Teiras can't mean literally the laws of, because it doesn't fit into the Pasuk that way, because the laws were already learned in the previous Parsha. And yet, for some reason, Rashi says nothing. And this is what we're going to explain in Oizvav. It's blithe, but we got Nitvar Shtandik. Based on this answer, what remains not yet understood is why Rashi says nothing about Zeisteres It can be translated literally because most of the Dinichatas are already written in Vayikra. Nor is complete Abbas. Therefore, it must be that the word Teiras is coming as a Ribui. 
So in that case, why does Rashi not say anything? Muzman Zogin. As a derech abshat, is a ribu if unteretz achatos as a poshit, as Rashi darf is gonna shrive in beferosh. The ribu of chatos is so simple that Rashi doesn't even have to say it. It's self-understood. Even though we said earlier that that the dinim that we mentioned before is too difficult for the for the for the Talmud to figure out. This one is is um, different. In other words, the limit of the teras kayanim by chatos that she hey domim ton kibus that's beyond the 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 Talmud Talmud's ability to figure out on his own that you need a limud for it. But what the Rebbe is going to do here is going to introduce a different limud ribui from zeis teras achatos one that even a, that even the mechamis lemikra would figure out on their own, and therefore Rashi has to say nothing. And explains vabir and here's the explanation. So again, Eila and Shlamim say nothing because the Pirish of Teras is Kipshute. It means literally the laws of. Eila, I mean, Harashi explains what the, what the Limud is, what the Ribu is, is because since the, the laws of Eila Mincha are discussed in Barashas Shvayikra, therefore the word Teras is superfluous. It must be here for a Ribu. And since we can't expect the Ben Chamishmaker to figure out on his own, Rashi tells us what the Ribu is. What about Minchbara Chatos? Chatos. On the one hand, we already learned about it in Pasha Svayikra. And therefore, it must be a, it can't be Kipshuta, it can't be literal, it must be a Ribui. But Rashi doesn't say anything because the Ribui is something that is self understood. And we're going to explain how that is right now. First thing that he says after the Zayis Teres is that in the place where you shech the carbon oila, that's where you shech the carbon chatos. As chatos tam, all the chatois, that the regular, that all the chatois, afilu chatos from kein amoshiyah for chatos akol, even the chatos that's brought by the kein gadol or the chatos that's brought by the call after the bezdin gave a mistaken ruling. Which by these chatois, the pasuk does not tell us explicitly that shchita is b'tzafin. It doesn't say which means in tzafin. Nevertheless, is a shchita b'tzafin. The pasuk is telling us that every chatos, even if it doesn't tell us in the pasuk where it should be kishachtin, here it's telling us where it has to be slaughtered. It has to be slaughtered in tzafin. So that's clear in the pasuk. It says aber ain't mean in carbon chatos, but there's one subcategory of carbon chatos. That we might have thought, as Ava be a state to shock at the Chatostam, that even though it says Chatostam, that all Chatois are shechted, which isn't Safin, is Abra Zain Shchita Nit with Safin. You would think that this Shchita of this specific category of Chatos is not in Safin. When this is a carbon oil of Yerid, this would be referring to a carbon oil of Yerid. Carbon oil of Yerid is a carbon that's on a sliding scale. As is told, as is told in the Yechelis mentioned, it depends on the person's financial ability. If he's wealthy, he brings either a female sheep or a female goat. And if he can't afford an animal, then he brings two doves or two pigeons. If he can't afford even two birds, then he would bring flour, a mincha. Since by this type of chatos, it's possible that there'll be no shechita at all. If it's, if it's a carbon, if it's a mincha, if it's a flower offering. And there isn't, there isn't even, by flower, it's not even a bird that is uh, killed in a specific way called melika. Which is similar to the way it is by oila. In other words, both shechita and melika are by chatas and by oila. But by, by carbon oil aviated, there's a seilis lechatas. It's flour. So, so there's no shechita at all, not even melika. He's mistabert zagin. So I would think to say, shechita is not a primary detail, not an important element in the kapara of this person, in the atonement of this person. And therefore, I would think that shechita does not have to be in safin. It doesn't have to be in the same place as the Eilah. Even if we're bringing a set which doesn't need Shechita, I would think that since sometimes this, this specific carbon does not need a Shechita, therefore, the, the location of the Shechita doesn't matter. 
of them come the ribuy zeis teres achatos, and therefore this pasuk comes to teach me. I stay the achas l'chol achatos. So there's one law that applies to all achatos. We bound the koicha carbon elevated achatos, and since the carbon elevated is part of the the category, the overarching category of achatos, is chitos b'tzav and is chitos b'tzav. So Rashi is telling us now, or the Rebbe is telling us now, that according to Rashi, the ribuy of zeis teras. Is not that Menachis Shein Shirei Nachalin Tuuna Shemen Olaveno that all Menachis need Shemen Olaveno, which is what the Torah's Kerem said. Rashi is telling us that the Chiddush of Zayis Torahs by Mincha is that all Menachis, that all uh, sorry by Chatos. I, I just made a mistake there. When it comes to Chatos, the Chiddush is not that that Sheyei Davam Tone Kibus. But which is what the Teras Kairim says. But the Chiddush of Zeis Teras by Chatos is that all Chatois, even carbon elevated, is Shchitas and Batzafin. Now, why does Rashi not tell it to us? Rashi doesn't say anything by Chatos. When Rashi that was going into his teaching, we and Rashi has no need to explain it out clearly. Since this is the first detail that is mentioned after and he already learned the rest of the dinim in Parsis Vayikra, so he knows right away to apply this to all the dinim of Chachatos. Because it's the first thing that said. Therefore, if he's looking for a chiddush, he's going to go to right of his makmash l'shachat achatos. So t'shachat ha'elo, makmash l'shachat ha'elo, t'shachat achatos. So right away, the the the, the Talmud, even Ben Chamesh, he looks right there in the pasuk, he sees what the limud is, he knows right away what it is because it's the first thing that's there. So therefore, by by by, to summarize, Oshem and Shlomo, it says nothing. Rashi says nothing because Teiras is kipshutei. Shloila and Mincha Rashi explains what the Ribu is because since Teiras can't mean Kipshutai, therefore it must be a Ribu. We don't rely on the, on the Menchamish the Mikra to figure it out because, because it's, the Dinim are too complex and therefore Rashi has to tell it to us. And by Chatos, it can't mean Kipshutai because Minchatos was discussed in Parsons of Yikra. So therefore it must be Lerabois. But since the Ribu is that Shchitas on Batzafain, which is written right away there in the Pasik, it is self-understood even by the by the by the Muhammad the Mikra, and Rashi has no need to say anything. We have one last question before we get to the Hira. And that question is What are the Mincha? If the Talmud is trusted, is reliable, that you look into the Psukim and you'll see what the Ribuy is, then why doesn't he figure out? That that the the the, the of Tuuna Shemenu Levayna by Menachis. Why does Rashi have to tell it to us? And that's what we're going to discuss in Siv Zayin for two reasons. A piece of it of Vert of Shveret to understand if it was Rashi that from Farah Zayin was this Teres Amincha. Teira Achas the Chulon Latin and Shemenu Levayna. This makes it difficult for us to understand why Rashi has to teach us the Ribui by Mincha that the Zayis Teres is teaching me that all Menachis need Shemenu Levayna. Why does Rashi not rely on the Talmud that'll figure it out just like by the Chatos where he relies on the Talmud to figure it out? Is the beer in them? And the explanation is very simple. I mean, everything is simple after you learn it. If you follow Pshat, it's understood, it makes sense to say. That the Zeus Teiras, if it's a Ribui, it's a Ribui that is connected with something that's being discussed in this parsha. Zeus Teiras is the introduction. This is the law of the Chatos, the Mincha. And then it's going to be something that's going to tell me what it is. The says, as the Noch Kum Din, that the following Din is Shayach by Alam and the Carbon, is applicable to all different types of this carbon. Even one, even one type that logically we would have thought not to include it with the rest of them. Yet nevertheless, because it says, I say, okay, let's include everything into this thing that's discussed in this parsha. But when we talk about the carbon mincha, is the ribuy of teiras is teaching me that all menachis need shemen and levena. 
Was steht nicht in unserer Parsha? Which the din of of Yatzakol Hashemen, Venasna Lalavaina, is not written in this week's Parsha. In Parsha's Tzav. Here it says that the Kayin picks up the Mincha, a piece of the Mincha, with the Soilus and the Levina that's on it. But not the original Din, that it needs Semen and Levina. Not in Parsons by Yikra. That is mentioned in Parsons by Yikra. So I might have thought that this since I would have thought that this is Tadas is being married by something that is there is written after in this following parsha after the words Tadas and the dean of Tunis Seminolvena is not written in this parsha, it's written in the parsha Yikra. So I would have thought that this is not the Ribu. So therefore, Rashi has to tell us that that's this the din. In other words, by Chathos we said that Rashi does not tell us what the Ribu is because the, the, the Talmud could figure it out from the Psukim itself. But by Mincha, the Talmud may not figure it out from the Psukim itself because the original din of Shem and Ulevain is written in the Parsha of Ayikra. And he might think that the Ribu is coming from something that's written in this Parsha after the words Zaytaydas. And therefore, Rashi has to come and say no. That, that this Parsha mentions Shem and Ulevain, which is referring to the din of Shemin Olavayna, that Menachis needs Shemin Olavayna, and that is, being that is being applied to all Menachis from the Pasuk Zeistetas. And there's one more reason why Rashi has to explain uh, the Ribuy of Mincha, that all, that, that all Menachis need Shemin Olavayna, even though we want the Talmud to figure it out on his own. Another reason why we would not be uh, we, we we would not know without Rashi telling us that Teres Mincha is being marbe is including all menaches that they need Shemin Olveina specifically with Minchas Kayanim. In other words, the whole chiddush of Minchas Kayanim because Minchas Kayanim is Ein Shiarei Anachalim. Minchas that the Shiarei Anachalim, the leftovers are eaten by the Kayanim. We know clearly from the pasuk that it needs Shemin Olaveina. But Minchas Kayanim, which is which is not eaten by the Kayanim, we have to we have to know. It doesn't say clearly. We need a riboy that turns Shemin Olaveina. So with not Rashi, if not for Rashi telling it to us here, I may not have known it. That by Minchas Kayanim, you need Shemin Olavena. Why? Because the din of Minchas Kayanim, while Cheshtein Nochter Parsha from Vazayis Teres Amincha, Hayimid Zichamit Abazundir and Dibur Vaydaber Hashem Olmei Shalemer Zeh Karben Arubanov. The din of of Minchas Kayanim. In other words, when it says Vazayis Teres Amincha, it's talking about all Menachos. Then there is it says Vaydaber Hashem and begins a new set of halachos about Minchas Kayanim that Aaron Arubanov have to bring a carbon Mincha. And we bow the Svishen Zayis need not the Avsach of an Abazundir Parsha. And since between Zeis Teiras Amenachis and Zeis Teiras Amincha and Vaydaber Hashem Zeh Korban Aaron Rabbanov Minchas Kayanim, there's not just a separation that it's in its own parsha. There's a, a stuma or a psucha. There's a space in the Torah between the two. But the Avsakis a parsha is Zayin Litin Revach LeMoshe LeIsbeinin Ben Parsha LeParsha UBeNinim Inim, which these spaces in the Torah is because the Abister gave time to Moshe a break. To Moshe to be able to think about it between each parsha and between each thing that he was taught. So it's not just that. By by carbon iron bottom, it's not just a half sick for Moshe to digest what he was just taught before being taught a new thing. By Mikhas it's in itself, by David Hashem, it's in its own Dibur. That when it says that's supposed to be an all-encompassing din by all menachos, that it would include also minchas kayanim. As the other zelbet nivi al menachos, that it has the same thing as all menachos. But says obkitel that I am dibur because it's so separated with its own dibur, with its own teaching, with its own uh, 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 speaking by uh, uh, or passage by the Abishter. Which seems to imply, seems to show that this is a totally separate separate concept. Especially since when we talk about two totally different categories of Karbonis, Oshram and Mincha and Shlamim, there is no Vaidaber in between. All there is is a separation of Parsha, a space in the Torah.
So by carbon by Mikhas Akoyanim, which has a whole Vayadaber, I might have thought that uh, it does not it's not included in Zaisteret Samincha. And Mikhas Kayanim does not need Shemin Ulavaina. And therefore, Rashi has to come tell me that this Ribui applies to Minchas Kayanim, because otherwise I may not have guessed it. I may not have figured it out. So to summarize very quickly, according to the beer of the Sicha, by Oila, Rashi explains the ribuy because because Zois can't be Kipshutai, because the dinim of Oila were already taught in Vayikra. Therefore, it must be here Lerabois. And therefore, Rashi explains that's what the ribuy is. By Mincha, same thing. It can't be Kipshutai, can't be literal. So therefore, it has to be a ribuy. And Rashi has to tell us the ribuy that to Unais, Shemen Ulavaina, that all Mincha, even Minchas Kayanim, needs Shemen Ulavaina. And the reason why Rashi has to tell, tell it to us and cannot rely on us to figure it out is number one, because Shemen Din of Shemen Ulavaina is not in this parsha, it's in a previous parsha. And number two, because Minchas Kayanim is in a separate Dibur, and I might have thought that it was not included. When it comes to carbon Chatas, Rashi says nothing. Even though Tairas is a Ribui, but it's a ribuy, according to the, the Sicha. The ribuy of Zeis Teres Amincha is that all chatois, even carbon elevated, is chitasan batsafain. And the reason why Rashi doesn't say anything is because it's self-evident from the Psukim itself. And by Ostrom and Shlomim, Rashi says nothing because Zeis Teres is learned literally. It means these are the dinim of, because since carbon Ashram and carbon Toida, which is, a, a, which is the Shlomim that's being discussed here, is being discussed here for the first time, it makes perfect sense to, to say in the Pasuk, Zeis Teres, these are the laws of, and there's no need to see it as a ribuy. That's the beer in Rashi. Now comes the Gishmake Hira. So based on this comes out as the Hesafaf in the Parsha that the addition of the Karbonis in our Parsha, Parsha Tzav, of the Karbonis in Parsha Vayikra and the Karbonis in Parsha Vayikra, Bashtet von Sugim consists of two categories. Aleph, Atsugov, Funaya, Prote, Dinim, in the Karbonis, Eila, Minchon, Chatas, that there is an addition of details of Dinim within the Eila, Mincha, and Chatas. Based the Hesav of Anach Karbanis. And then there's also the addition of new Karbanis, Asham Betaida. Which their dinim are not discussed at all previously. And similarly, within the first three of Eilamin Chalachatas, which are here primarily to discuss extra dinim, is Dod the Ribui from Zaisteras, there is the addition of that learned from Zaisteras, was Kunt Marbezai Nochamin from them Karbin, which is also teaching us an extra type. Within the carbon, that is one tater for all oilin, for all types of oilin, that even an oil that we didn't talk about yet, we're, we're learning about it now. So, in other words, there's, there, there, there's, there's new dinim and there's new carbonis, and even within the new dinim, there are certain uh, subcategories of carbonis that are introduced here that weren't introduced previously. So, we have new dinim and we have new carbonis. And Rashi himself expresses it uh, in, in, in by the first carbon. It says, says Rashi says like this: This Indian of is coming for two reasons. On the bringing on the mizbeach of the fats and the limbs that you could be on the mizbeach a whole night. Which is written right away in the pasuk on the mizbeach a whole night till the morning. Which that's a prat in the din that the karbonis, the oil that we already know about, you're allowed to be makhtirit on the mizbeach at night. Bays, another thing that this parish is teaching us, to teach us on, on, on disqualified karbonis, which ones, if they went out to the mizbeach, they have to come down, and which don't have to come down. Shekol Teir the Rabbi says, as she says, that every time he says the word Teir, it's teaching us something new. And he's telling us over here, that on the Psulin, Sheimalon Yerdu. Psulin is a new type of carbon. Within Oila, there's an Oila that, that, that has a new category. It's a Pasila Oila. But it's a Pasila Oila that's still a carbon. And that's why Sheimalon Yerdu. So, in short, the Heisafa, the new additions of Parshas Tzav is both in the area of introducing new halachas, 
new dinim, as well as introducing new karbanes or new subcategories of karbanes. The difference between these two, what's the difference between saying it's a new din or if it's a new, new carbon? It's a difference between kamas and between quantity and quality. The first, when we say the, the details of dinim that are being learned, this is in addition to the quality of the carbon. If you learn new dinim about a specific carbon, it changes the, the quality of the carbon. It, you, it's being done differently. The second, which is, which is introducing new carbonis, is Aisafe and Kamus. No, I mean carbon. It's a brand new kind of carbon. Or else we're learning that more car- more types of carbonis have the same din. Like if you're applying that um, all uh, is uh, So you're basically saying that there's more carbonis that fit into the din of shchitas matzafen. So it's it's a, it's it's a quantity thing. So you have certain things, like for example, it changes the echas of the carbon. Then not only you can mark it by night, by day, you mark it by night as well. And then you have the kamus. You have new types of carbonis, or new dinim, or, 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 or new carb, or, or more, a, a number of more carbonis that fit into the same din that was learned. So this is very important. That you have different types. You have yeah, yeah, we, what we what we parshas sav is introducing new a new echos in carbon, a new quality in carbonis, and more quantity of carbonis. is neat nor an echos diker. And since the addition is not just in quality by learning more dinim about it, but it's also in quantity by learning about new carbonates, is died on Avedis Hashem. This teaches us a very le- uh, this is, this teaches us a lesson in Avedis Hashem. Gashmius mestzich mestens in camps. Gashmius material things are mostly measured by quantity. How much money a person has? How many square foot the house is? How many miles per hour the car can go? It's all qu- quantitative measurements. Ruchni is an echos. Spirituality can be measured in space, in, in numbers. It's measured in quality. And what's the lesson over here? As the reveg to a safa in echos for that if you want to increase and intensify the spirituality and the quality, sometimes you have to increase the quantity and the materialism. How do you reach the true heights, the greatest heights in your spiritual Aveda? It's not by locking yourself away from the world and be involved solely with spiritual matters. If you want to reach the greatest spiritual heights, you have to build your quantity as well. You have to get involved with the physical, material things and bring them as a carbon to Hashem. Only when you work in this manner of trying to overpower the spirit, Surah literally means the form. Chaymer is the, is, the, is the raw material. When you, in Chassidus, he uses this expression, Chaymer refers to the Gashmias, Surah refers to the, to the Ruchnias. When you give raw material, when you give it a, 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 a form, when you give it a, 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 a meaning, a purpose, so when you do this avayda, that you overpower the spirit over the over the material, as von Surah, that from raw material you make something that is usable, von kamus machman echos from quantity you transform quantity into quality, which is a, 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 I don't know, but this is a a, a unique uh, concept. Not only are you working with quality, you're working with quantity, you're transforming your quantity into quality. Gives a beautiful example in Torah 46 of a minion. If you have nine people, you have nine people. You have ten people, really all you did is you went up in Kamos. You have, an, you have one more person. But now the Echos changed. Now instead of having nine random people, you now have a minion. So the Kamos became an Echos. The Kamos affected the Echos that by adding more, another person to the group, it, it, it changed the whole entity, the whole, the whole definition of the group. So when you do this avayda, that you transform kamus into echos, this, this elevates you much greater that, that it reaches a much higher level of the spiritual avayda of the neshama.
This is with regards to a person himself. That a person himself wants to grow in Avedis Hashem, he can't focus only on Ruchnius, he has to also focus on Gashmius and try to bring Gashmius in as a carbon to Hashem and transform the Gashmius into Ruchnius. And take this idea of working, of increasing the quantity in order to become closer to Hashem in a more broader understanding is this askus to mekarev zayin vos aggressor a kamus from idin latero mitzvus would be to be mekarev to bring closer a much greater quantity of yidin latero mitzvus. These are zafilu azelcha so much so that even those must be chitzen yusam that in their outward appearance zen ze uis nit roilim isbeach they seem not fitting for the isbeach psulim they would go into the category of disqualified rachman alislan oich ze is a mila from isbeach. He brings even them unto the Mizbeach. And once you bring them up, they don't come down. You elevate them to such a point that they don't even want to go down anymore. You don't take them down. And in the lesson, you bring a Yid, you elevate him to such a point that he stays up, he doesn't go down. And through this, the Yavishter illuminates the eyes of both of them. As by that by the person who's being Makarev, the other Yid, he is given a whole new great light that is beyond anything he could have expected to accomplish through his own Avedah. Something the Rebbe would speak about a lot. That when we help another Yid, it act, we gain from it as well. So much so that it changes his whole quality. His whole level of Avedah changes. And he remains connected. He gets elevated onto the Mizbeach. Which slaughters away and nullifies his Mitzias, his physical entity, which is getting in the way of his spiritual Aveda. Which elevates him beyond any limitations. All night till the morning during Gantz that it elevates him through the whole darkness, the whole night of Golos, until it brings him to the morning light of the light of the Geula, and all this comes through recognizing that it's not enough Echos, you have to have Kamus, you're not, not enough to have one Yid that's doing everything perfectly, you have to have a lot of Yidin, even if it's not yet perfect, you have to be Mekad of them to the Mizbeach, be Mekad of them to the Yevishter, and when we do that, this brings us to Kalalayla Adabaker, it brings us to the light of the Geula. Wow. Uh, I did prepare a chart in Hebrew, but I, I, I prepared for myself as I was learning the Sicha. I prepared a chart. It's going to hopefully be on the website and on the app. And if it, if it helps you, feel free to uh, look at it and download it. And um, uh, hopefully it'll, 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 it'll uh, aid in your understanding of the Sicha, which is a phenomenal, beautiful Sicha. It takes so many details that we don't always, you know, I mean, a lot of them we know from Rambam, but uh, there's so many details. And um, it brings it all, ties it all together so beautifully. All right.